Hello, Dave. Hey, see Dave's around the uni. Toast and scrambled eggs for breakfast. Oh, did you? That's, uh, isn't that the usual question to see if your mic is working all right? Oh, toast and scrambled egg. Yeah, yeah. But that's uh, every time, you know, you do BBC or Sky or anything like that, that's what um, they're like, uh, tell us what you had for breakfast. Oh, is that so that you can get the um, the levels right? Yeah, yeah. Um, do you do many interviews? I, I used to do a lot of um, interviews, um, but for some reason being a senior manager means that you don't have any expertise anymore, and so therefore they forget about you very quickly. So <laughs> I used to do them like uh, all the time. I was writing stuff all the time, I was and, and papers and all kinds of stuff. But as a dean, it's, it's pretty busy, yeah. I mean... In different no, it's, ways. It's business busy as opposed to, you know, what you got into the business for, right? Did you um do you miss the old style or the what you used to what you used to do with research and all that? Or or do you Yeah. Yeah. I mean I still do try to research so well and I still I still do things, um, publish things and have a grab, for instance, things like that. But um and I do work with other people and so on. But yeah, I do miss teaching. That's one thing I haven't done in a long time now. So I'm sure you'd yeah. get back into it, couldn't you? I could. If I just would step down as dean, I'd go right back into it. <laughs> what's the, um, how long do the deans, what's the, the tenure of a dean these days? Well, how long do they, they're not like presidents, are they? Four years? Yeah, it's a it's a good question. Deans are, um, are, are, are variable in a way. Um, I think that there's a move to make them more, you know, like five years on a five-year basis or something. But mine was, when mine was done, it was done for a six-year period. And so uh, my term of service for the first, uh, well, at least in the first instance, comes up next year. What happens then? Will you be uh, carrying on? That's uh, a good question. It, well, I mean, it, you know, it's one is if I want to do it and another if the vice chancellor wants me to do it. So, mm-hmm. and both of those things are are, are undecided. Exactly. <laughs> like Like a lot this year. A lot of yeah. undecided stuff. Well, uh, thank yeah. you for um, it was Di who um who said you'd be great for this because I did him um, a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. Um, but you're the first dean. You're the first dean I've I've interviewed. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, and I hope I haven't peaked too early. <laughs> 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 what a so what a difference a Dave makes. <laughs> so do you prefer David, Davy, Dave, or Die Dave? I'd put Die in because of Die. You know what I mean? Yeah. Inclu- I, inclusivity. I, yeah. I've always been a David, and uh, the full, the full, the full thing. I mean, if you can say a full thing, it's only two syllables. But, um, um, but yeah, I've never been a Dave or anything like that. But having said that, um, sometimes you don't have a choice, do you? And they just call you what they want to call you. Yeah. And do you, um, are you different in your family than outside your family? Is it? Are you always David or? Yeah, I'm always David for David. for everyone really. So whether you've you've upset somebody, it's still David, or do you get the middle name as well? Yeah, well, yeah, that's good. No, that's a good question. I haven't upset someone who knew my middle name in a long time. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, when did you? So when did you start at the uni, Dave? I started David. in two thousand ten. Two thousand and ten. Yeah. So you were back. You were in your twenties then, were you? Uh, do I look that young? <laughs> that's very kind of you. No, they uh uh no i was uh before that i was at uh in aberdeen uh, oh, yeah. university there and then uh and then before that i was at sheffield and before that i did a phd at leeds did, so um did you understand them up in aberdeen 
Yeah, I mean, in Aberdeen, yeah, I mean, yeah, you mostly understand them in Aberdeen. I mean, it's it's mostly when you go to parts of Glasgow that you really struggle. But after after six years up there, you kind of understand everybody. Yeah. The, the problem with Aberdeen, of course, is that they don't move their mouth when they speak, and so therefore you can't lip read either. So. <laughs> and what you do on a daily basis? What you do on a daily basis? Yeah, yeah. I think uh, on a daily basis, uh, I mostly answer emails and sit in meetings oh, yeah. and prepare for meetings. That's pretty much what I do on a daily basis. But uh, but um, occasionally I do um, a bit of reading or uh, writing. Oh yeah. Uh, so yeah, what, I've got you... a, a research project uh, with uh, with someone in Australia who um, we just we have to keep continue to uh, get things out. So when you say reading, you doing work reading or leisure reading? Yeah, work reading. I, I would do leisure reading too, but during the day, it's um, it's it's um, work reading. I um, do you cycle to work. I can say uh, cycle a cycle helmet there and a bike or a bit of a bike. Do you cycle yeah, to work? Yeah, uh, I don't cycle. I mean, I I have cycled to work before. I'm not currently cycling cycling to work. I think that when um the I used to cycle to the work every single day. Um, I did that for about two years, and then, and then, yeah, it just, um, um, yeah, you get especially that hill, as you know, going up to the university at we the can... end is, uh, yeah, it's a, it's a tough, one. yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I, I went up all, all I, I went up, I've gone up every single road uh, just to see if I could do it, but, um, but yeah. And how does the how does cycling here compare to where where are you from originally? I'm from Memphis, Tennessee. Memphis. Um, is is the cycle routes? Is it nice for cyclists there, or is there a when uh... I uh, when I lived there? No, <laughs> there were no cycling routes, and uh, yeah, I mean, the cycling in Memphis was something like if you if you wanted to cycle in Memphis, it was like you packed your your bike on the back of a car and then you drove for like 50 miles to get outside the city, right, and then cycle there or something like that. And cycling in in this city was not something that I don't, I can't remember anyone ever doing really. You know, I mean, in a neighborhood, people will cycle around the neighborhood or whatever, but I mean, like, you know, getting from like home to work and then work to home or something like that. That's just not something that happens very much in Memphis. But that that's changed a lot since I was there. So Memphis is quite a flat place and, and cycle cycle lanes have been opened up and oh, cool. uh, things like that. So things have changed. Oh, that's good. You're listening to the 80 Daves podcast. What's your favorite day of the week? What's your favorite day of the week? Um, that's a good question. I, I think probably Saturday. Saturday. Saturdays when, you know, you, you finish with the week, but you don't have to start preparing for the next week yet. So it's my favorite day. So what do you, what's, what's a normal Saturday for you? A normal Saturday for me probably is something like um, maybe uh, doing a bit of cycling, doing a bit of uh, gaming with the kids. Oh, yeah. Um, uh, maybe what, online gaming or outside gaming? A uh, bit of both. We try to get in a bit of both. So, um, and then um, yeah, maybe a bit of reading and things like that. Just down tools, yeah. Chilling out. Yeah. What after day do you use? What after shave do you use? Uh, I don't. You don't. Oh, natural. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, it was something that I used to use. Um, I used to use. Um, uh, I used to use something a long time ago, but I can't remember what it is. So it was, um, anyway. Pack on a band, Old Spice? 
No, it wasn't. It wasn't Old Spice. It wasn't as as uh, as sophisticated. Um, yeah, yeah, as historical as Old Spice, but uh, the uh, <laughs> Sausage Sports. Yeah, yeah, but uh, yeah, I can't remember what it was. But no, I mean, I, I it was one of those things that um, that I think as I got older, I kind of needed last. Oh yeah, yeah. You yeah. don't have to uh, attract the other the other uh, the other <laughs> species anymore. It's- You've well, yeah, that. That, that definitely helps. But my wife would disagree that I don't have to still attract her. But you know, <laughs> <laughs> um, how often do you shave, Dave? Uh, every day. Every day. Yeah, I, I I did go through about an eighteen month period where I grew a big beard, oh, and yeah. um, it's the first time that anyone said, "Oh, I really like your beard," because usually they say you need to shave, <laughs> and then um, and then I, um, but yeah, I got you know got to the point where I decided I was going to shave it off. It was getting hot. I was doing a lot of CrossFit. Oh yeah, well, you then, don't want, yeah you don't want a beard, do you, when you're doing the CrossFit? Yeah. No, not really. And so uh, I shaved it off. And then every time I try to grow anything now, uh, my wife says, uh, "No, thank you." <laughs> <laughs> Are you a wet shave or a, a dry shave? I'm an electric shave. Oh yeah. right, I hardly ever do the wet shave these days, but it does. It is quite nice. Yeah, I do. I do it occasionally, but mostly I do it when it's gotten too long. I've skipped a couple of days. Mm. And the and the electric shave won't work as well anymore. So, do you have a man cave, Dave? I do not. You I wish, not. but no, I do not. No. I mean, my man cave would be almost what we got already, which is where all the family comes around. There's lots of books and where you can game. So there's a <laughs> so so yes and no. Yeah. yeah. Do you like it when it's awkward? Do you like awkward things? Do you like things awkward? Do you find talking about things awkward? Do you find it awkward when talking about things awkward? Do you find it awkward when talking about awkward things? When you're awkward and you talk about things, do you find it more awkward than it was before awkward? Do you find my voice awkward? If you don't like awkward things, but find that you like listening to awkward things, then this podcast is and is not for you. Why don't you go to This Is Awkward podcast where everything is awkward. Do you find this pause awkward? (laughs) Or maybe it isn't awkward. Click on the link below for more awkward chats or search for This Is Awkward on Spotify or other of your favourite podcast providers. Awkward. Do you have a favourite Dave? Uh, Yeah, I do have have a few favourite Daves actually. Um, uh, I really like uh, David Sedaris. David Sedaris. Um, he's uh, he's uh, he's an author um, of um, he's uh, he's a uh, he's a uh, author that's actually quite popular here in the UK. He's an American author from I think South Carolina. Oh yeah. And um, the BBC often do his kind of like um, uh, where he reads one of the stories and then and then people ask him questions from the audience and so on. And um, and he he wrote he's written quite a few books, but uh, probably one of his best is Me Talk Pretty One Day, and it's about his um, his time of um, meeting his partner and they moved to France and the fact that he's trying to learn French and it's, he's just a really it's really just a hysterical set of books really so oh, I, I really recommend it. So it's comedy, is it? Yeah, it is. I mean, it's only comedy really. I mean, it's self deprecating comedy, you know. Oh, yeah. It's not the best. Yeah. And who else is in there? Any other Daves? Yeah, I um, well, being an American and being a certain kind of age I am, I've always been a big fan of David Letterman. Oh yeah. Uh, so he had 
late night show at um, to, in the in the United States when I was growing up. And well, he's just retired recently, hasn't he? And, uh, and it was a way that I got introduced to a lot of bands growing up. I was always big into music. And oh, yeah. so um, kind of hearing the stuff that was coming through uh, on the David Letterman set, because he was always willing. I mean, he wasn't quite John Peel in terms of, you know, kind of, I mean, you already had to have some kind of status in order mm-hmm. to get onto the David Letterman show, which John Peel would just pick anything up. I mean, not anything. I don't, I don't want to raise controversy about John Peel. I mean, he's not even a Dave, right? But um, <laughs> But I think um, one of the things I really, I always really enjoyed David Letterman. And uh, the, I think that the, the final person that I, I really always enjoyed, and, and I tried to do like a, what you say in America, a curveball here, because there's, there was a Dutch, my wife is from the Netherlands. And so, um, and one of the things when we did, when we moved over here all those years ago now, is, is that you had all these Dutch players playing in English premiership, like Bergkamp and, and others, you know. But mm-hmm. um, but one of the ones that I always really appreciated, who played throughout the 90s and, and also 2000s for um, for the Netherlands, but he also played for Tottenham Hotspur, and that was Edgar Davids. Oh, yeah. yeah. And, uh, and he used to wear those specs as well, didn't yeah, he? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And he... he um, he played, you know, he played for Inter and he played for uh, Juventus yeah. uh, for for a while and things like that. So he was a, he was a great player, and um, so I and you know he's a very interesting character in the Netherlands, very white Netherlands. But the fact that he was kind of an Afro Caribbean uh, um, uh, Surinamer was you know really important, mm. I think, for um, for the Netherlands. Definitely. Did you um, did you get into football? Well, more over here, or was that all, was were you already interested in football? Yeah, I was already interested in football and played football growing up. Did you um, at at, um, at, uh, at school and so on? So we were lucky that I mean, it's not usual that every school in Memphis, Tennessee has a uh, has soccer team. You know? But uh, but I played American football as well. Did you uh, growing up? But um, but when I got over here, yeah, I mean, I it, it was when. You know, I don't know, you seem to be able to see games really easily when I first came over here, like the FA Cup and things like that. And and not only the Premiership, but also uh, you had the Serie A um, oh, yeah. um, show on Sunday mornings, which was just the, fantastic, yeah. you know, so. Yeah. Did you have a Premiership side that you follow or a team that you follow in the English League? Well, it's interesting you say that because... Uh, I, I didn't really until I moved here, and the place that I moved to was Leeds. Oh right! And so I was a big, I, you know, I mean, just because I was in Leeds, you know, I became a Leeds United supporter, and of course, it was a good time for it to be a Leeds United supporter when I got here because they were making it to the Champions League, and yeah. you know, they were just doing really really well and about the time that I moved I got a job at Sheffield and moved um you know the scandal happened and they just went down and yeah. down and down and so and as we know most recently um Back up now, you know, they? They, yeah yeah but of course they also had a famous David um uh, as a um batty. As, a, as a manager oh right I thought you were talk David Batty uh, used to play Wait, for they them they also had David Batty yeah. yeah a very combative player he was yeah <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah um did you um, so you you would say you're a Leeds fan? Yeah. Well, uh, no, not really, yeah. not anymore, in a way, because uh, I mean, I was pleased as punch to see that they had been promoted, um, but um, but I think that uh, I got rid of um, I got I decided not to have a television in 2010, and I thought, oh, I can still keep up with football, but I haven't, no. and so you know, I I can't. I don't think I can name a single player in the Premiership now, where and I probably could have named a player. 
you know, like seven or eight players on every single team, um, yeah. you know, every single club when back then, you know, but I, yeah, I just totally lost. Well, you've got kids now. So that's, the, that's where all your time is, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Kids, kids job. Have you got any bottom three days? Any that you're like, bad news in? Yeah. Yeah. I think, um, you know, I mean, I think you can't, um, I think you can't, you can't, um, not have David Cameron on your list. And, uh, and I, I say this as, um, is someone who actually just very cavalierly walked into a referendum of which, um, um, has gotten us into a very difficult position. And regardless of whether you voted remain or leave or anything like that, it was just such a cavalier decision mm-hmm. of, on a, on a, on a very complex and, uh, impactful that, um, I don't think you can have a, a, an easy, an easy kind of yes or no question on in a way. Um, and so I think that's put us in a very difficult position, but, but I think, you know, I think he was very cavalier. He probably thought we were going to remain. And so he just very cavalierly said, let's put this to bed in, in the conservative party. But, but the other David who I really despise is David Davis, David Davis. Uh, who's a minister, a minister in this government and past governments as well. He was, he was, uh, Theresa May's, um, European, uh, Brexit minister. Right. And um, David Davis is one of these uh, conservative um, um, politicians who have only a compulsion to destroy, uh, but no compulsion to build. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's a very Marxian, it's a very um, uh, Trotskyite approach to conservatism, really, to where they just think, um, you know, in order to in order to establish anything, you have to destroy it first, and because uh, you have to build on a clean slate. And 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 I think that David, people like David Davis, actually really split the Conservative Party. And I've known lots of, you know. Um, uh, lords and 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 um, and and others in the Conservative Party over the years, and working in security and defence, like I do, and and there is a um, there there is a feeling that actually the David Davis um, they don't bring anything new to conservatism. Um, they don't bring anything to conservatism. They just bring, in a sense, a, a degree of destruction. Mm. And, um, and and yeah, I think that that would be. I mean that says something about my politics to some degree, but also uh, I just think that there's there'd be better ways to both do both of those things that David Cameron and David Davis have done um, that actually uh, could have held on to conservative principles, but not left us in the position that we're in. Mm-hmm. And then finally, I think the one that I would put in is is David, the original David. And um, I don't I don't know if you ever listened to Malcolm Gladwell or any of the um, talks that he's ever given. He's got a great podcast as well, but he gave this great talk on on David and Goliath. Oh yeah. And and his argument was is that this is the way that we traditionally understand it, right? You know, David facing this this giant of Goliath who's got all these all this armor and all this you know he's just to, kind of armed to the teeth and and muscly and all these things you know and then this little old David, little old David who's scrawny and, you know, probably four feet, you know, shorter and so on, you know, just happens to land a blow through his sling, you know, and, uh, and then defeats the mighty Goliath and therefore wins for the Israelites, etc. right? Where, you know, he, 
reading the Old Testament or or the Torah or whatever, you know, Malcolm Gladwell says, you know, David wasn't like this at all. You know, if you read the story, you can see several things, right? David was a prize fighter for the Israelites, you know. Secondly, Goliath, actually, if you see the 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 description, is someone who's gargantuanly tall. And what we know with people with these kind of conditions is that they don't see well, they don't move well, and um, they are not great fighters in any way. They're they're I mean they may look imposing on a battlefield from a distance, mm. but um, and what you also know is is that David was able to choose the individual on the other side who he wanted to fight. Right. So who did he choose? He chose the big disabled guy to fight. Right. Okay. The other thing is, is that. We think of a sling as something like, I don't know, children play with or what, you know, kind of like our forefathers would have used to catch rabbits or something like that. But but actually, they've been a part of battle for a long time. And then people, you know, probably, in that, I mean, definitely in that age, but probably even now in some cases, they can get them, they, they can get these rocks, you know, they can, you know, they can throw them exceedingly quick in order to kill someone mm. and and they're really accurate with them as well so the fact that actually david who was a prize fighter who chose the goliath on the other side to walk forward who was a master at his weapon of his weapon was able then to slay goliath and then we get the israel is israelite story of how great it was that, goliath, uh, that david stood up to mm. goliath mm. we get a really skewed sense of maybe what the reality yeah. was and, and the important part of this is that it almost makes no difference whether or not david was or was not a villain in this case or whether goliath was or was not deserving of his of his feet but what's telling us is that historiography is really important in being able to give us a sense of what is what is right and what is wrong. And, yeah, you know, and the truth. And, right. Every time I talk about the, the top three, bottom three, there's always something that I always write down. So I go, I've got to look out for this. That podcast that you mentioned, I've got to listen to this chap now. Is he still? Revisionist, Revisionist History is the name of the uh, podcast. It's Revisionist really History. Yeah, yeah I've, got to, I've got to write that down. Do you like to learn fast? Do you like to do things quickly? Well, now this might be the thing for you. Learning fast is a new way of learning fast. You can choose from a whole list of things to learn. And you won't, and you don't learn slow. You've guessed it, you learn fast. And that's why we call it Learn Fast. Learn Fast isn't just about learning fast. It's a fast way to learn, but you can learn fast as well if you want to. But you know, uh, Learning Fast is the new program from Learning Fast program. It makes you learn faster, and people who want to learn faster, to learn faster. Want to learn how to be a doctor in just nine minutes? Ever thought of what it'd be like to be a teacher in just 15 minutes? What about being a farmer in 48 seconds? Sure you do. We can't guarantee you'll learn everything fast. Some things you may have to learn not as fast. Some things you may have to learn just a little bit slower. Here are what some of our customers say. I wanted to learn fast, so I went to learn fast, and now I'm learning fast. I needed to learn fast, and that's when Learn Fast helped me learn fast. So give it a go. Learn slow? No. Learn fast at learnfast.org.uk.org.uk. Do a search for Learn Fast, and let's see how you can learn fast. Learn snow, I mean, learn slow, no, learn fast. Do a search for Learn Fast on the internet. Do it now, do it fast, learn fast. Um, how many days have you got on your phone, Dave? Vid, David? I've got six on my phone. I mean, it was. I mean, it's a little. It depends on what you mean by my phone, in a way, or in terms of who I who I know. I mean, I, you know, it's really strange. Growing up, I was for years. I was David G. 
because there were so many other Davids in my in my group that um, that that um, that I had to be known by my first letter of my surname, and there was a David H and a David F, and I was the David G, <laughs> and um, and then when I came, you know, twenty one years ago or whatever, when I came over here, one of the things is is that David's not an uncommon name here, but it's not an exceptionally common name here at the same time, and so therefore you don't really. Get a, you don't really get in the position to where you have that many Davids. But having said that, you know, as Dai may have said, he 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 and I once went to uh, China together to um, to Shanghai, Shenzhen, uh, and Hongzhou province, and we arrived and we realized that I think that we were there were five of us, and I think of the five, four of us were Daves or Dies, Davids, Daves or Dies. And we just had this joke, you know, that the Chinese are making this ethnic stereotype of us. Is that well? I guess English people are all Davids, or something like that. Yeah. So. <laughs> and what would you be called if you weren't Dave? If you were D Dave, David? Oh, that's a good question. In a way, I mean, so I'm named after my father, who also was David. Um, although he goes by his, he goes as Jerry because his name, is, or my middle name is Jerome, and so he. Um, so that's a that's a good question. I don't really have an alternative self mm. uh, in that way, you know, as to understand, you know, what that would be. Um, did your dad get uh, called Jerry? Did you say? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or his, his real name's David. Yeah, his real yeah. name's David. It's yeah. weird because we've had a few of them where people get called by the middle name. Is his middle name yeah. Gerald or Jerome? It's Jerome. Yeah, Jerome. So you're yeah. both David Jerome. Yeah, that's right. That's yeah, occasionally he'll send me like money for the kid's birthday or something like that, and then I'll get money from David Jerome Galbraith. You know, <laughs> I'm like, oh, <laughs> it's like me. Um, but did he get called Jerry after he had you, or was he always Jerry? No, I think he always was, and and then in fact he's named after uh, my grandmother's brother David, right? Um, so. Who um, and uh, I think they always. I mean, yeah, it's always a bit strange to me. Um, where you you name someone a certain name, but you always call them by their middle name. Yeah. So um, and um, and so yeah, that he was he was always called that. And so so um, yeah, I didn't um, even and and not only that, I'm a I'm a junior, and so I'm a they, you know I mean I'm a, as opposed to second or something oh, like yeah, that junior. Yeah. And so when I when I became a, a British citizen here, uh, they asked me whether or not I wanted to be a junior on my passport. Or not, you know, in my UK passport. And I said, no, just keep it as David Jerome Galbraith. You know, don't don't put the junior. Let's just stop this here. Yeah. And I have not, and I have not named my kids David no. either as a first name or a surname, you know, or a middle name or anything. Yeah. I've called I've called my son Joseph, so I'm I'm carrying on a tradition. Although I'm Joey, in my circle of friends outside, yeah. so my family calls me Joe or Joseph. But yeah. I've got a little Joseph as well. But he gets called <laughs> by his mates Joey. And I'm like, oh, yeah. I'm Joey. <laughs> There's only one Joey. Yeah. You're listening to This Is A Podcast. When is your birthday, your birthday? Uh, my, uh, it's in October. October. What did you do for it? Did you do anything special? Uh, that's a good question. I mean, I think for years we um, we used to go camping on my birthday. You know, it's kind of, it's a bit crisp, you know, and, and it's a good time to, you know, to, um, you know, take whiskey in a flask and, and or something like that. But I think as I've, I mean, I, I'm not, you know, I'm not exceedingly old or anything like that, but as I've, got, I've gotten a little bit older, you know, sleeping, sleeping on the ground, 
not in the probably you can buy better kit right to sleep mm. on the ground in october or january or whatever right but probably not in that kit you know and um and just slightly freezing or whatever is is um it is not all that's, that interesting anymore but that, i did that for years i mean i i didn't grow up with my father but my father would come and get me on my birthday and we'd go camping for a couple of days and so for me that was really kind that's of like sure. a like a traditional thing so you you do something similar with the kids with your kids uh, no yeah. not really yeah <laughs> <laughs> not really no i think camping for kids is just boring we used to have a caravan in north wales and my dad would be like right we're going down to caravan and we'd just be like Oh, so boring yeah. but now i wish i had it now a caravan you know yeah. that we can go to yeah. somewhere where there's space um, it'd be perfect wouldn't it yeah yeah yeah. Uh, yeah so how long have you been called dave dave david um how long have i been called david from the beginning from the beginning from the beginning yeah. it's weird because people have said well actually uh for the first 19 years i was blah blah yeah. blah yeah well i mean i used to i used to uh I used to have this uh, PhD student, and uh, and his name was James Brown. He's in Japan now, an academic in Japan, and um, and um, I said, you know, it's a very James Brown is a very you know it's a good name, uh, identifiable name, you know, and especially for this you know white Scottish guy, and um, and uh, the um, and then I found out that his middle name was David. You know, if you went as David Brown, I mean, you might be, con- con- you know, there's an author, isn't there, David Brown? But, yeah. but nobody would confuse you, you know? So I was like, I was trying to convince him, maybe you should go with David Brown, you know? <laughs> I mean, I'm like a, a David uh, evangelical, yeah. you know, Davidist, yeah. Pied Piper of David's? Yeah, yeah. Um, he, d- he didn't buy it, though. He, he didn't buy it. Oh. So did you, did you have a nickname, if feeds into that? Did you have a nickname, Dave? school or uni or no No, i didn't have a nickname uh based on my first name i had a a nickname i had many uh, nicknames based on my my surname uh no so not as david but as but as um as a can you hold on a second yeah yeah Not sure how that fits into a podcast, but that's great. Yeah, yeah, it's Christmas. <laughs> um, the um, is uh, uh, oh, what were we talking so about? So your your nickname, Sue, was more oh, about your surname. Yeah, I was always because my surname is Gal, uh, Gal, either Galbraith or Galbraith or however you want to say it. And and um, I've I grew up saying Galbraith, and then when I moved here, saying Galbraith, people were like, "What is that? What is that?" You know. So I started saying Galbraith. Galbraith, so yeah be able to partly even though i spell it well i don't spell it but it was spelled slightly different than the galbraith here and so it, it at least get people thinking in the right direction where galbraith just just didn't seem right for people so uh but so i got uh, all kinds of things based on my surname like gallbladder <laughs> and things like that you know that, that um yeah added, 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 do you know where added, do you know where it comes from is it is it got a, it sounds like a celtic thing yeah, yeah, it is. is. It? Well, it's a Briton- a Britonic thing. Oh right. And so it used to be, uh, it used to be Marka Britnik, uh, which uh, means son of a Briton. Oh right. And so, so um, but and so yeah, I mean, I just you know, who knows? We're all mixed now, aren't we? Oh but, yeah, uh, we're all yeah. over the place, aren't we? But it sounds that sounds very dramatic, son of a Briton. Yeah. <laughs> so. Did so you... clearly, I had a Welsh grandfather one day. Did you? Yeah. Yes. I, I bet we all have. 
yeah. Well, because I'm uh, because of where I am, I'm from like northwest. I'm from Liverpool, and yeah. we we get a lot of Irish um, ancestry. And they the one of the jokes is Liverpool's the capital of Ireland. Um, but the funny the funny thing is is of course is that you know becoming a Leeds United supporter, you realise how many Irish people love Leeds United. Yeah. You know, for I mean, uh, you know, historical reasons, the nineteen seventies and so on. You yeah. know, but. Um, you know, it's a, it's a, re- it was a really strange thing to fall into a, into, to, uh, the, um, Irish culture in yeah, the UK. Definitely, you know, yeah. Being a Leeds United supporter. I think you've already answered this, but do you have a, you have another Dave in the family? Your dad's called David. Any other cousins, siblings? Yeah, that's a good question. No, I don't think so. I mean, other than I do have an uncle David who is my grandmother's, who's still alive. My grandfather's, um, sorry, my grandmother's brother. And so on. So we do have, you know, who was my father was named after. But I don't think, you know, I'm thinking of all the kids, you know, and grandkids and great grandkids and things like that. I don't think. Oh no, there was one other David. I have a cousin David yeah. who lives in New Mexico, I believe. But, oh yeah, um, we're about. So my my best mate lives there in New Mexico. I, I believe he lives near um, Albuquerque, but oh, yeah. it's been, so I don't know where he's gone to in the last 20 years. But I mean, in fact, I don't know if he's still alive, actually. Okay. That <laughs> <laughs> happens. That does happen, yeah. What a difference a Dave makes. So, what's your favorite holiday? Your favorite holiday that you've been on holiday? Favorite holiday? Oh, that's a good question. I mean, a couple of years ago, uh, I took my kids to um, to visit some family in Seattle, Tacoma area in Washington State, and where my actually my wife's family lives, and um, and my wife couldn't she was working, so I took the kids over, and um, and then we traveled up to to see some friends in Vancouver, and then with my youngest son, we just kept driving north mm-hmm. uh, into the Canadian Rockies, and and that was just. I'd say it's just a really magical place. I mean, it must be magical in the winter or whatever, but but even in the summer, it was a very magical place. I just absolutely loved it. Um, I would I, I would love it, but I mean, I, I love I love a British uh, holiday. I mean, I love um, I love the Lake District, Lake District. You know, yeah. I love the Yorkshire Dells. I love the Dorset Coast. Uh, you know, I love, love the Cornwall Coast. You know, I mean, we do a lot of surfing. Okay, so, yeah. you know, I, I like to be, wow. you know, I like to be close to the sea. And I, I love being close to the sea and being close to mountains. So that would be great. great. Uh, having said that, Memphis had none of those things. You know, so <laughs> that's, that's why the, you left. The, yeah, that's probably why. Do you, um, are you able to stand up when you're surfing or are you bodyboarding? I, I am able to stand up when yeah. I'm surfing. Oh, this time of year, you mostly want to stay in the water, though, because it's cold. It's, yeah. it's warmer than the air. Yeah. So, so have you been down to Croyd? Uh, yeah, we have yeah. been. Yeah. 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 That's, that's meant to be Surfer City down there, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's very, very, yeah. Are you like yeah. that with the dudes? Yeah, yeah. I still have to learn the lingo, but yeah, yeah, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> do the kids like it? Yeah, they do like it. I mean, especially my older one. Mm. Um, he, you know, he's far more um, pliable than I am so he's able to do it really well yeah yeah Rome wasn't built in a Dave what can you build in a Dave Dave did yeah that's a good question um what can I build in a I, I once wrote a a whole chapter for a book in a day you wrote uh, I wrote a whole chapter wow. of a book I wrote about seven thousand words in a day and uh it's the most I've ever written in a single day and um, I was writing a book on the Organization for Security and Cooperation in Europe, the OSCE, which the UK is a participating member. And I had this chapter 
that I knew really well because I'd done my PhD on a similar thing and I just kind of banged it out today. You know, that's, um, I don't know that, you know, the word for build and the word for, word for write or, uh, yeah, one comes from to scratch, <laughs> you know, so, you know, to scribble, to scratch. Uh, and I'm not sure what build comes from, how but, did, um, how did but, you, uh, how did you focus on that? Were you drinking a lot of coffee? I, I drink a lot of coffee anyway, so that's probably a given. But uh, the um, I was writing, I was I was set to deliver the book by September first, and my son was due to be born on like August twenty sixth or oh. something, and so I was sitting in a hotel in Glasgow. My wife was at a conference, very heavily pregnant, as, as you'd imagine, um, as or I've indicated. And I just was dead set on getting this book to the publishers before my son was born. We thought he was going to be born a bit later, but actually I, I was able to um, uh, submit the manuscript three days before he was born, so I was very pleased. <laughs> I was doing uh, when our Joe was, because um, he was he came two weeks early, and when uh, my wife came to see me do, because I, I do stand-up as well, my wife came to see me do stand-up the night, the day before. We joke about, like, obviously her laughing must have brought him yeah. out, you know. Um, <laughs> but I was like, yeah. I was like, hurry. what's that? Better than curry. Better than curry. So, uh, but I don't know whether it, it I did have an influence on that. It's just it just came when he wanted. It's, yeah, the baby. It's the baby that makes the decisions. Nobody yeah. else. Yeah. Well, would you be buried in a Dave yard, a graveyard full of Daves? Um, I mean, you know, I've always been one of those people who have not been all that fussed about what happens to me afterwards in a way. But so, so I, why not? Why not? Just yeah. come and see all the Daves. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. And you know where they're buried. You know, if you if you're thinking about a Dave, you want to go remember them. You know where they're buried. Yeah. You know, it's like you know some tomb. You know, a tomb of unknown soldier or whatever. You yeah. know, but you know exactly where it is. You know, all the Daves. Yeah. Let's go to the Dave Cemetery. <laughs> yeah. I I did um I did used to, I did, for when I was doing writing my PhD, I got a, a a fellowship to go live in Latvia for a year and um and because I was doing work on the former Soviet Union and uh, I lived right next to the Jacob Cemetery uh with the Jacobi copy in Latvian yeah it was a very it was basically this old um this old cemetery that had on one side all the Luftwaffe and SS uh, soldiers that had died trying to hold on to Riga from the Soviet advance, you know, and on wow. the other side, it had all the Red Army that had died wow. uh, taking the city. That's amazing. And, uh, it was just, and it was separated by this smaller road, but altogether it was called the Jacobi copy. And, um, and it was, and there was an older part of the cemetery, which is where all the uh, Riga, like Tallinn and a few other places in the Baltic States, used to have a, a German like the German population, you know, they um, they they basically immigrated there over the last eight hundred years and so on, and became like landlords and and landowners and so on, and so um and so you could see all these people with German names, you know. Many a day I walked home from the pub a little bit inebriated, looking at all the gravestones, yeah. you know, as I was pass, you know. So it's fascinating, that isn't it? It is, yeah. Um, I've I've got whenever we go and see because uh, my dad's buried up in. Uh, Liverpool and whenever we go into the churchyard my son's fascinated by the dates and people's names and you know how many yeah. families and he he loves it I don't know whether he'll be into it later on but he was the one who gave me the idea for the Dave Yard yeah yeah <laughs> that's good oh my Dave you know you're gonna win not like 
Phil Allen O'Brien or Steve sitting in the bin. What would you call the collective noun for a group of Daves? That's a good question. Um, actually, the um, because I mean, you have kind of you had this, which we now know is kind of made up, and and you know, a single person kind of made these things up in the um, early twentieth century in terms of how you name different, like a zebra, a group of zebras versus a group of parakeets, and what you call them, and so on. The, the, I'm a dean, and and one of the things that I was really trying to figure out is, you know, you know, what is the collective of the Dean, you know, when we all get, when we all get screwed, you know, what is getting screwed, you know, and, uh, and the, um, and it turns out that there's a, 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 um, uh, a, a Dean comes from Deacon and the Latin where Deacon comes from uh, is Deacon, Deaconness. And so the question is, is, could you have a Davidness or something like that, you know, or and uh, uh, or Davy Davidiadi or something like that, you know, to make it more kind of like um, uh, Italian Illuminati. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, Davidiad. What was it? D- David. I can't even say it. Previously, people have said a doddle of Daves, which I quite like. Oh yeah, that's, that's going back to the the, the animal. Yeah, yeah, the animal one. Yeah. And and Attenborough of Daves as well. That came up like mm. after David Attenborough, which I quite like that one. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I should have. My wife had the fortune of uh, having dinner with David Attenborough years ago when wow. he got an honorary, honorary degree at um, at Aberdeen, and she was chosen to, along with a few other people at the Department of Zoology there, to um, to sit with him. And she says, you know, it was just an amazing experience to learn about all of this life and so on. You know, he's, a, he's an amazing, something. he's an amazing person. Yeah. Do you have a David flavor of Christmas? A favorite flavor of crisps? A a favorite daver of Christmas. A favor of, of crisps. Favor of crisps. Oh, oh, I see. Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, I go for paprika every time. Ooh. I mean, I, I don't know whether that, that says a lot that I've been in Eastern Europe, uh, yeah. Eastern Europe a lot actually. Where you get, um, you, you either get uh, what is it? You get either paprika or you get this other kind of herb. I can't remember what the name of it is now. But um, the, but yeah, paprika. So are they the uh, Doritos? Are they paprika? No. No, no, they're chili. No, I mean, you can find paprika. I mean, mostly you have to go to a Polish shop to get them yeah. <laughs> in the UK. But um, but occasionally you can get them at, um, at like Marks and Spencer's and places. Yeah. So when you're watching a film, when you're watching a film, it's got to be the paprikas. You know, I'm, I'm not a big, I'm not a big eater when it comes to film, Films. you know, and I'd love to just have a, a large drink or something, but <laughs> that's it. Do you ever watch Dave or Dave Plus One, Dave? Did- uh N- not for years. Not for years. Not since I gave up the television. Oh, right. I know you can get it online, but who, who can bother? The television, just giving it up, was it because you watch too much or there's too much rubbish on it? Or just, yeah. Well, I, I mean, know. it's all those things. But I think that, um, you know, it's about living your life meaningfully, you know, kind of like the the, the Sotra uh, notions of a me- what is a meaningful life. And Simone Bovier and, and others talked about the same thing, but the... the uh, this idea that all of us have pretty meaningful lives by nature, right? We have meaningful lives. And, and so our whole goal in, in life is to add meaning to them. You know, so, you know, we all, we all are black and white and the idea is to add color. Mm-hmm. And, um, and, and some people don't add color. They just, in a sense, kind of just coast through this black and white world, mm-hmm. you know, and so on. And, and so, and, you know, it was, I was sitting in, I think, you know, 
I was sitting in a hotel in Angers in, in France and just south of Paris and doing what everybody normally does. You know, you walk in, you turn on the television, you start to unpack or whatever. And I just realized that, you know, I had kind of like, I don't know, you know, American American news, BBC world, you know, um, all these things. And I just thought, what the hell am I doing? You know, I texted my wife, you know, let's get rid of the television. She'd been saying it for a while, you know. It used to be this gargantuan, you know, they used to be, quite deep and big, you know, this gargantuan thing that sat in the, in, in the uh, sitting room. I just said, get rid of it and let's, let's have a, now, of course, you know, with, you know, phones and things like that, you can, and Access. YouTube and Apple television, TV and things like that, you know, everything. I was, in fact, I, I we, for a long time, we didn't have PlayStation. So I finally broke down and bought a PlayStation. And so I needed a screen and I was saying, you know, good, do you sell screens? And they were like, do you mean a t- TV? I was like, no. A screen. Come on, I don't care if it gets anything else. And they were like, yeah, we can sell you a TV. I was like, oh, okay. So, and are the kids on board with it as well? What do you mean? Uh, Having no telly? Yeah, I mean, they, they, they don't know anything different mm-hmm. in a way. And, and I think even, you know, the whole notion of what a television is and, and things like that is probably not... I mean, maybe people still do watch television in order to watch television. And I'm not going to take that away from anyone. But I think, um, you know, the idea of kind of meaningfully searching out what you want to watch mm. is probably a lot easier now than it was 10 years ago, yeah, too. So. Definitely. Yeah, I felt, I mean, I, 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 in our next house, I'd like to have a room where there's no telly. Or I just like just a stereo, maybe, and loads of books that I'll probably yeah. never read. Have you ever been overdrawn? Have you ever been underdrawn? Have you ever been slightly drawn? Try MoneyShot. MoneyShot is the new bank that pays you when you're under, over or slightly drawn or not even drawn at all, whatever that means. MoneyShot, not money slot. A bank that's like you, that likes you. We keep tabs on your account so you don't have to. I give you minute by minute notifications every minute. Open an account today, tomorrow or three weeks from now and you won't be disappointed. Well, you might be disappointed. Just make sure you look at our terms and conditions. Our Bugle reviews give us three stars and a few fives. But the one, the five ones are really good. And we never made those people do those. They did them themselves. Our team are standing ready now to take your call. Depends what time, really. We aren't always there. And sometimes we close early if there's nothing happening. On Fridays, we knock off early. Don't take a shot in the dark with any old shot in the dark. Make sure it's money shot and you won't be in the dark. You'll be in the light then, hopefully, like. Money shot, not money slot. A bank that's like you, that likes you. Money shot, taking a shot with us. Is it a gamble? It's not. Do you like Christmas Dave, Boxing Dave or New Year's Dave, David? Uh, I'm always... Well, I mean, I like all of all the Daves, um, all the Daves of Christmas, and um, I think that um, you know, I traditionally, I think um, I probably would have really enjoyed Christmas Eve uh, as a day, uh, a Christmas, but um, but um, now that's my younger son's birthday, so we do non-Christmas things on Christmas Eve now. So um, in order to um, you know make it work, and uh, the. Um, but um, but I, I yeah I, I mean Christmas if I had if I push come to shove I I would uh, choose Christmas Christmas Dave yeah Christmas, Christmas Dave. Dave yeah any Dave related questions that you'd like to add or anything that you would like to hear in the eighties Dainty Dave's podcast 
Oh, that's well, a good question, actually. I mean, uh, no, I mean, I, nothing really. Um, you should have prepared me with that right. because I would have come with something. I mean, it would have been erudite and very, very scholarly, I'm sure. But um, <laughs> the, um, the, um, that is, uh, that is, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, the one thing is, is that um, I had for a year, I mean, this is a little bit different um, in, a, in a way, but, you know, if, if you ever do a, a one around the world, go visit my old professor, Dave Mason, uh, at uh, University of North Texas. And um, and he was my professor at the University of Memphis when I was there. And he's, he's, uh, he's a great guy. Uh, have all these great stories when he when he talked and and I remember also that um, you would see him kind of smoking outside before he went in or whatever and then he'd be so hyped up on nicotine or whatever he would just kind of like tap his chalk on the board I mean it's going nobody writes with chalk anymore but typing chalk on the board you know and he'd break chalk always you know and things like that and he just was this great kind of frenetic teacher mm. uh, and with great stories and, and great ways of explaining things and so on so i just i'd love to see i'd love to um to, to hear dave mason on on, on this thing yeah, uh, and there is another one his name is t david mason oh, right. uh theodore i think is what his first name is i don't i don't know for sure ted i think or something yeah. like that but um the um but uh, yeah he goes by dave mason and uh when i went from calling him professor mason today which was a very proud day wow. of my life proud day of my life yeah so was it was did he teach you at uni yeah he did yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. what was it what was his area of expertise uh it was compared to politics right yeah. revolutions social movements things like that wow sounds really interesting and yeah, it, yeah. do you hear from him do you, do you hear from him often i do all the time because we're friends on facebook you oh know? brilliant that's great uh, that's great that dave thank you david yeah, great. Yeah, so yeah. I've done eight so far, so I've got another 72 to do. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you very much, David. And I hope yeah. you have a great day. A great Dave. <laughs> I appreciate it. I hope you have a good day as well. Cheers, mate. See you now. Yeah. Bye-bye. Dave, this conversation can serve no purpose anymore. Goodbye. 80 Dave's around the uni.